really hope nobody comes to talk to me when I'm dead. <laughs> I, I think you get some luxuries as met by merit of being dead, and I hope that no one wants to, like, catch up or get some news. Or reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> God, no! <laughs> Send me back to hell! God! I don't know if I want to renew any of this stuff. Probably, right? <laughs> Probably worthwhile doing. Oh no, but I'm not earning any income now that I'm dead. Your kids have returned to sendered your, your various debts. They said no, so... <laughs> we need you to sort it out. Reaching into the afterlife, yeah. Sorry, but... Maybe I can get a consultancy position. It's in heaven, Somebody... mate. <laughs> Someone send LinkedIn here to wake me up. I think LinkedIn is already hell, isn't it? Podcast that is going to need all three of them coffins you've got over, over yonder. Keep them coming. I'm Paul Whitney Jr. Oh, I'm Paul Goodman. I didn't do one this week because because <laughs> we've got a guest and I don't I don't yeah. fuck around. <laughs> You're not 100 percent sure that Bex knows who either of us are, so it's best not to complicate things <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> no, I just got woken up from the dead, and uh, there you were staring down at me, and you said, "There's only one way to get back to that eternal peace, and it's to talk about this film." <laughs> I put some dirt on your head. I felt much better. It was yeah. great. Uh, yes, we are hunting bounties here in the last free country of recommendations month, edging mm. ever closer to <gasps> Goodman's season. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we have Bex from Roll Plus Art and all sorts yeah. of other great things. So, Bex, please tell us about you and your endeavours. Hello, I'm Bex, um, also known as Starling Girl on Twitter and Twitch, mm. where I stream art. And I'm also part of Roll Plus Heart, the queer actual play podcast, with whom you share several members on other podcasts. <laughs> it's all a horribly mm. incestuous web of people yeah. who like nerdy things. Figuratively <laughs> and literally incestuous. Yes. Yeah. I have Don't heard ask. that. Yeah. <laughs> We're all related to each other, and <laughs> yeah, it's pretty horny. Pretty horny in there. <laughs> pretty horny and good. We we cut out quite a bit of the horny stuff from Quest Fantastic, but it's... Um... <laughs> we don't from Roll Plus Heart. <laughs> That's where it ends up. <laughs> yeah, I heard your latest episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bex has ordered that we burn down a hospital with Jonah Hex. After that night, some say he was a changed man. That his spirit crossed over, giving him powers. That can't be explained. Jonah Yes, the 2010 Western superhero film. Name another? Um, Cowboys versus Aliens. Uh, the Lone Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I was trying not to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's best not to now. The, the, uh, <laughs> Jesus, for double reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh god, the film was written by Neville Dean Taylor, who were originally down to direct, but yeah. uh, left over creative dif- uh, differences. Boo! Boo! Not enough Nick Cage? <laughs> Sham, not good enough. <laughs> Mask of Zorro too. Uh, the film was directed by Jimmy yeah. Haywood in his live-action debut after working as an animator on Toy Story, mm. Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., and Finding Nemo. Wow. Yeah. Then he directed Horton Hears a Who as um, yeah. part of that weird cycle of Dr. Seuss. Uh, Dr. Seuss. Uh, adaptations yeah. in the 2000s. Dr. Seuss is different. Yeah, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Very strong fables. I prescribe lightning! And my dick. Yeah, yeah my dick. For everyone! 
<laughs> you know I can't do it unless you disguise yourself as a sheep. It bothers me now that people expect me to do it. <laughs> but okay. I'm cool. I'm, I don't need to pretend to be anything for you. Uh, in an interview with MovieWeb, uh, director Jimmy Haywood revealed that he wanted to make something that would satisfy the fans. Uh, but you just can't do it. The studio wouldn't allow it. Yeah, sure. Studios well, hate that. <laughs> <laughs> they do hate satisfying fans. Yeah, they do. It's really a, becoming a problem. And you also mentioned that you can't, you just can't make a Sergio Leone movie these days with that slow pacing, or the audience would all be on their phones. Like WTF? Oh, fun, fun <laughs> philosophy. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I want to do it for the fans, but they're so fucking stupid. It, but they're mm. just terrible. Can't can't they're make a slow time. film anymore. I'm gonna text them the film line by line to their phones because <laughs> they just won't stop staring at them. It's a revolutionary new technique where you actually have to log into the sort of film on your phone and it'll tell you to look up. There's a new app you can get where it tells you to look at the screen when something's happening. <laughs> Stop giving people ideas because this sounds like something that might actually happen. And I there, was genuinely, there was genuinely one that would tell people when it was okay to go take a bathroom break during a film. What? I Wait. know. Everyone what? hated it. Yeah. <laughs> like some user would be like, yeah, this is a pretty good bit. And they would like program it in so that like users of this fucking app could be told when dialogue or some other boring shit the director didn't want you to see, I guess. <laughs> the unimportant bits. Yeah. Oh, they use these these app designers as their test audience for Jonah Hex. <laughs> they may well have. Pre-editing. Uh, Roland then talks about how good it is that they added the narration very late in the production because it mm. really clarifies the story and it enhances the story. They had a, a very base movie, but then additional shooting allowed them to make a much better movie. And mm. the interviewer asks if the reshoots were a blessing in disguise, and Roland says, additional shoots, not reshoots. And then he explains that they were even be- they were- weren't even a blessing in disguise. There was nothing compensatory about it. They just made the movie better, you know? So I have to assume that initially they had 14 minutes of movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my... We've got to get this longer, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this. a second this... scene. Most films are at least 28 minutes. It's <laughs> nowhere near. At least. I'm being generous 50. here. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been known to exaggerate things, and this isn't one of them. It's the op- I, well, you're exaggerating the other direction. Yeah, you got me on a technicality. Yeah, right. I forgot, I forgot what I was talking about. So, yeah, I guess this is fine. <laughs> I, I thought the voiceover was just a, a handy way of shaving 15 minutes of, uh, of movie, <laughs> like actual movie time off, of storytelling time. Yeah. But, uh, oh, it needed it, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> just so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he said all of that. Then six years later, when talking with the Nerdist, he said, oh, Jonah Hex hated it, hated it. The experience yeah. of making it, that would have been a better movie based on what we did, as opposed to what ended up uh, happening to it, which is going back and reshooting 66 pages of twelve in 12 days. Mm-hmm. So Josh Wallen's a man who knows how to w- run the uh, PR machine, but you've got mm-hmm. a six-year window. Well, he's a poet, Denny Villeneuve said. <laughs> That's true. That's exactly what he said. He said, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Josh Brolin to play Gurney, Gurney Halleck, because Gurney Halleck is a poet, and so is Josh. Which is very sweet. Yeah. But six go. years from now, we're going to find out what he really thought about Gian. Yeah. <laughs> when his NDA is up, then yeah. he just yeah. <laughs> yeah. stops caring. Oh. Hated it. Hated them. Hated you pointing at the reporter. <laughs> the the reshoot, uh, additional shooting thing. Yeah. yeah reshooting. Like when he said, it just made it better. You know, that's that could be his way of saying this is shit wank. And yeah, I mean, like we added the voiceover because there are there are no character scenes anyway. Uh, the music was by a band I've heard of, Mastodon. 
Yeah. They wrote an hour of music, which was then incorporated into the score by John Powell. Na, 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 na. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Along with uh, the London Symphony Orchestra, which is great. Aw. What a... Gentlemen. What cross-genre? The theme tune to Jonah Hex. Oh, I love it. Thanks, Master Don. Uh, the film was received by critics like lovely little orange balls. James McMahon at NME said, I really wish they'd kept Jonah locked up in that broom cupboard. A scene I don't remember from the film, so... Wait. <laughs> Are there deleted scenes? He was in the test audience. <laughs> oh, God, he saw... Yeah, he was in the test audience. He saw the extended broom cupboard sequence. <laughs> it was just the film Buried with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hex is revealed to be the guy who buried him and then it just moves <laughs> on with the film about him wow public meanwhile dug just one grave optimists all of them <laughs> Ravi Charles on Google said Josh Broslin is present day Charles Bronson rugged looks and gravel voice after watching Gangster Squad I was interested in watching this fantasy action Wesley I only wanted to use the review because he called him Josh Broslin <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah that'll do he- yeah, he didn't say anything else amusing. That's close enough. That's close enough. Who's going to argue? <laughs> now, I forgot to look up three months, so I shall do that during the first 20 minutes of this plot rundown. Okay, and, uh, perfect. We'll get back to you on that. We know some. We know someone, but are you going to... Yeah, we do know someone. Um, yes, we'll talk We'll talk about her in a moment. So I'll okay. have a look at this. Uh, meanwhile, the film has 4.7 on IMDb, 12% nice. on Rotten Tomatoes, and did very badly at the box office. Mm. So, Bex, you half-baked pie hole. Thanks. <laughs> I, I have to use that. an insult from the movie, and that's the one I can find. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing about Jonah Hex that made you want to disobey a direct order to burn down a hospital? Quite a cute dog. <laughs> By which I mean, why did you recommend this? Well, I remember watching it. Mm. Vaguely. I remember <laughs> the vague shape of it <laughs> and thought, it's quite a bad film. But at the same time, I remembered laughing at it a bit. Oh, yeah, okay. I... I'm the sort of person who watches bad films uh, as a hobby for fun um, so that I can mock it with my friends. Well, you, you mean you're not forced to by Paul Salt like I am? <laughs> well, he did come to me when I was a child and curse me um, with having yeah. to do that. But I've, you know, I, I choose to take the optimist route and pretend that, you know, I enjoy doing it. Uh, it's weird how many inception. people dreamt of me as children and were forced yeah. to watch terrible movies because of me. Very yeah, darkness fell upon the land. Father Christmas. We all woke up and yeah. we had to watch bad films. <laughs> but yeah, um, and so I thought, I'm pretty sure it was pretty bad. I don't remember a lot of it. Um, I'll make the Pauls watch it. And then you hey. said, yeah, but you've got to watch it again with us. So, <laughs> you know, it worked out well for me. He got you, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no, it's it's an honour. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, oh, already. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then. Well, what happens in this here... Um... And this here Western Supermare thing. Guys, 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 don't don't worry about describing the film. Let's just turn to the helpful expository voiceover to do that instead. Because <laughs> there are 78 minutes of it. Didn't make me immortal. Just left me with the curse of knowing the other side. See, talking to dead folks ain't natural. Sometimes they're the only ones who will point the way. Well, yes, it's the Civil War and Jonah Hex is fighting for the Confederacy. Mm. Oh, yay, it's one of those westerns where the hero inexplicably does that and it's fine. Oh, no, we are going to address slavery later. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Take that, Clint Eastwood. It's not going to be satisfying, though. There were a lot of good guys in that army. All fighting for slavery, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> yeah but other than that. 
<laughs> Other than that, solid guys. Yes, Malkovich. John Ma- Malkovich. John Malkovich is here. And he's mad at Jonah Hex for killing my boy. Yeah. And uh, so now he's going to get revenge by killing his boy and his wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> also, Michael Fassbender's here. Cheeky fella. <laughs> what a cheeky chappy. With some <laughs> lovely facial tattoos. Yeah. Oh, lovely facial tattoos and a hat for the ages. <laughs> doesn't look that bad on him to be honest that whole get I up. do I have I have what I believe to be a fun fact about the facial tattoos don't know if you Ooh. want that now or later I'll have it now please yeah um so they are Maori inspired mm. um and uh so Polynesian tattoos mm. and the chin and lip shape that he's got going on is the moko kawe I hope I'm saying that right mm. which is traditionally for Maori women oh <laughs> I like there that we go. that's a cool that is a cool detail for him so there you go. <laughs> Very happy for him for that. I, yeah. I, it, it was. I was going. Amazing. Oh, that doesn't seem like a like a right on thing to do. Oh, they got it wrong. That's all right. <laughs> they did <laughs> they it, got badly. it wrong. Or they were. <laughs> did they get it wrong, or were they making some commentary about this character's comfortable attitude with his own sexuality slash lack of knowledge of Native American cultures, <laughs> uh, Polynesian cultures? I mean, who can <laughs> say? Who can say? What do you the want to is? believe, Paul? <laughs> I don't want to believe in Michael Fassbender. He's here for a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, they They're burn here. Jonah Hex's face and then leave him to die so that he can escape and come seeking vengeance later. It's very considerate of them. And uh, he gets <laughs> saved by the animator who describes his entire tale, including the bit where John Malkovich dies in a hotel fire before anyone gets a chance to get any kind of revenge against him. Oh, I imagine very seeing that would have been horrendous. Staring out the window with a slight smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> I love fire. <laughs> And, and I love being inside, so it's win-win. Oh, it's just the best holiday I've ever had. <laughs> Let's go to Western Supermare again next year. <laughs> but um, whilst we're still reeling from the shock of that, I'm thankful mm. that uh, we didn't have to witness any of that on screen. Mm. Um, we move on and we get the title underneath a cloud, uh, a, a sky full of clouds that look like they are directly from Toy Story, which I enjoy, sets the tone well. <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, he's a bounty hunter now. Yeah. And uh, he he's got a perfect QF burned in, uh, QT sorry burned into his face from that brand. <laughs> Always a brand man. <laughs> Always a brand man. Oh, I see. He burned his face. He burned the mark off with his knife, and so that he wouldn't have to look at that guy's initials. Wow, he did a really bad job. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You cut off most of your face, son. Who needs a cheek anyway? Yeah, it's rubbish. Look, it's it's gone very well for um, my two touchstones with that: Richard Harrow from Boardwalk Empire and Harvey Two Face. <laughs> oh, they've got so much going on, those two. <laughs> they had so much going on; it was great. <laughs> Time for a shootout. Well, that's fun because um, yeah, yeah. It's a, he tries to return a bounty, and they betray him. So, uh, oh, he's going to get out his two six shooters at this day. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> I guess the, we the horse. <laughs> the <laughs> horse has Gatling guns. Yeah, he does indeed. He whips well, out he... his horse, his horse and gun, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, the horse! I wanted to use my six shooters." And the horse is like, oh, "Fuck you, mate! Do things right." I like the idea that the horse was controlling them, not Jonah yeah. Hex. The horse was like, "Ah, fuck horse. this shit! We're out of here, <laughs> Mr. Horse." <laughs> it's a bloody cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody immigrants! Oh, Mr. Horse. <laughs> Not the Gatling guns again. Michael Shannon is credited to Doc Horse, Doc Cross Williams. Yes. What? He's in it for seven seconds, Paul. Um, I missed Michael I, Shannon in this movie. Me too. I will let you know when it is. See if you can guess okay. as we're going through the plot. Well, anyway, they have a shootout. Many things are obscured through through editing. And um, and then he kills the guys, takes the bounty 
but only the bounty from from the dead body of the mayor or whatever. And uh, he he gives the sheriff's badge to an absolute idiot. But he then he then goes and blows up fifty percent of the buildings in the town to make it easier for him. Oh, good. That'll yeah. make it. There'll be much less to administer now. Yeah, to sheriff about. <laughs> Come on, to our dear sheriffing about. Anyway, the president has some exposition for us to tell everyone, <laughs> including us. <laughs> About John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, and John Malkovich gets what what I call his dragon blade moment. Oh my god, Malkovich is still alive. Oh no. No way. <laughs> it's it's a good thing that we found out before uh, Jonah Hex yeah. did. That saved us having too many too many emotions. Yeah, and Will Arnett reports this to the president, which is good fun. <laughs> we cut to Jonah Hex going to a bar, and uh, some guy's yeah. there, and he's like, hey, watch this barkeep, I'm going to do something cool. Hey, Hex, and he immediately gets murdered. <laughs> hey, Hex. What happened to your face? I mean, I can yeah. relate. I'm the same when people approach me in a bar when I'm just trying yeah. to have a quiet time. <laughs> Asking about your face hole. Exactly. So, yeah, at this point, I start watching this thing on Netflix because it looks like Netflix is fucking mixing this through an actual arse. And uh, I go and pay for it on Apple TV and it's much better. What the fuck is wrong with you, Netflix, for many reasons? Wait, I couldn't find it on Netflix. I live in Australia and our Netflix oh. is different. No. I the first I very that. legal version I found, I thought I was having a stroke because it was in a language so strange I genuinely couldn't even begin to identify it. So I also went and paid for it on YouTube. Oh man, yeah. You, okay. You see, you see how they're gonna make a sequel now because of all this late interest. Oh, see what we've done. <laughs> this revival. DC is great, I agree. No, no seriously, like the Netflix, it was like the, the volume was all over the place and when we get into the next scene with the, oh, I don't, I don't want to spoil this for everybody, but Megan Fox, she, she, like, she's like, lying down and talking and it looks like, it sounds like it's coming out of a fucking trumpet. It's just so like echoey and oh, bassy. Megan Fox does speak like one of the adults in a Charlie Brown special in this. That was a yeah. character decision they made. <laughs> it's very interesting. I mean, it does match the fact that every time they shot her on her own, they'd smeared the camera with Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like Charlie. Brown. Well, speaking speaking of Megan Fox, she's in the next scene, just yeah. waiting waiting for a camera to come in and acknowledge her existence. And um, she she's wearing a corset that looks really really painful. <laughs> and, yeah, really uh, uncomfortable and not terribly erotic either. It's really no. I'm just worried for her insides. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> where are they? Bastard. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> where did they? Where you keeping did you them? Put them. Where are you keeping them these days? Who's holding your insides? Anyway, she's got some knockers and uh, the film wants everyone to know and be reminded of that every time she's in the scene. Also, all of the thighs. Oh, all yeah. of the thighs, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pff, you know, say what you want. Just look at her. <laughs> and they say comic books don't draw women convincingly. She's <laughs> a Rob Liefeld drawing. Come to life. Exactly. Oh. Rob Liefeld was always just dreaming Which of Which is why fun. she's always standing behind something and you can't ever see her feet. Yes, Jesus Christ, never look at Megan Fox's tiny, freakish feet. <laughs> well, Jonah Hex and Megan Fox have a thing. Uh, like, they have a apparently. thing. They're having yeah. a thing, it seems. Yeah. They have it off a bit. Ah, uh, but yeah. she wants more. Hmm. Some... Anyway. Meg... Yeah. <laughs> Next scene. Everyone who gets close to me dies. <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually people say that before the sex bit. Well, <laughs> you know, going to get around Now that it. you're close to me, I just want to let you know. <laughs> exactly I don't consider sex a part of closeness Oh okay that's good Explains why he didn't kiss me <laughs> Good it's a good hero That and the face hole <laughs> <laughs> It's very painful for me to do that <laughs> In many senses Oh I'm so complex so, Will Arnett shows up You gotta come do a war with us 
Oh, good. Wolana is leading the army. Oh, good. He's a condescending futurist. Good stuff. I look forward yeah. to him being murdered later. Oh, he's an intellectual. Brilliant. It turns out Hex can literally talk to dead people. I thought that was some sort of, um, I don't know, metaphor or something. But no, he literally talks to the dead. What's happening to me? Afraid you're dead, friend. How can you speak to me? Well, it's kind of a knack I picked up when I near died myself. Why, why would you think that, Paul? This, <laughs> is, a, this first... is a wonderful, intelligent movie. Because it's the first supernatural thing that's happened so far. But <laughs> oh, he can... Well, except horse yeah. guns, I guess. Coming back from the dead, yeah. What, did he literally come back from the dead? I thought No, I think he was just... Wasn't it just uh. that he was nearly dead? Like, he'd been too close to death. Yeah. So now he can talk to so dead people. So now he has Hellboy uh, powers. Okay. He was nursed by a Native American, but didn't, couldn't quite bring, Medicine bring him all the way back. Yeah. yeah. Nice place his powers, because those people are super mystical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super all of them. them. Literally any one of them. Even Dave, the guy whose entire job is moving dung from one field to another. <laughs> Were they an agricultural society? We'll all find that out in the edit. So, <laughs> Yeah, kind of. A little bit. Yes, so what's happening here? Uh, you're dead. Oh, okay. But how come you can talk to me? That's so weird. Well, you took that well. <laughs> Yeah. So unconcerned. <laughs> oh, cool. Anyway, me, that guy. explains all the burning I was just doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he gets some information. He finds out that what's his name is still alive, and uh, yeah, Wes Bentley and Malkovich meet up to compare some facial hair. Yeah, Wes Bentley's doing his thing. His his like his naughtiest thing of, huh? <laughs> He's still around, huh? Yeah, I guess. So. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Cool. Good for him. Fassbender gets his first lines and talks about some pretty orange balls. Pretty orange balls. Which yes. Or is, it, is, it, is this when they see it? Is this when him yeah. and the other guy see them? Yes. And the guy is like, oh, don't like nothing to me. And then <laughs> it's Westworld. We, and then we see these incredibly, indescribably smoking incandescent orange balls that would <laughs> never be a thing in the Wild West. How fucking jaded are John Malkovich's crew? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've seen things you wouldn't believe for. Oh, Jesus. They've done pay John Malkovich has taken them all over the world. So, yeah. Brolin... Last year's mega weapon was way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our dicks out and swung them around like this. Look. <laughs> oh, my God. John. So, put your glowing yellow balls away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more these, are the only, orange. these are the only orange balls that I care about. Um, <laughs> Brolin chases down an old mate at the Friday night ghoul fight and then uh, ends up feeding him to ghoul fight and then burns down ghoul fight. So it's all kicking yeah. off that night. And there's a dog. Don't. And there's, there's a dog. That's important. There's an important dog who's going to be a sidekick for some of the scenes. Currently the most chemistry that we've seen between characters. And, <laughs> and we've just missed uh, Michael, Michael Shannon's cameo. Oh, really? Who, where was uh, he? He was at ghoul fight? He was introducing the fighters. <laughs> That's no so way. weird. This is what y'all been waiting for. You degenerate bastards. <laughs> In this Snake Man! Who was mm. Malcolm Shannon in 2011? He was a... He was a bow. I mean, he was a thing. Boardwalk. He'd done yeah. Boardwalk, right? Yeah, and... he'd done Boardwalk and Take Shelter was that year. And Revolutionary Road was two years earlier. People knew who Michael mm. Shannon was. Maybe he was planning to have a bigger role uh, when Neville Dean Taylor were in charge. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> when the whole thing was set in charge of every film. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he was the main character before they reshot the entire thing <laughs> in four minutes. Yeah. Additional shooting. Come on, people. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not like this whole thing was a disaster and they had to reshoot everything. Well, he's got. Michael Shannon's character has a name. Like, it's not just like announcer. He's yeah. like Doctor well, something. Maybe he's from the yeah. comics. Maybe this was like a Marvel style setting him up for future future adventures. I think I read in the IMDb trivia the Haven of Truth and and um, accuracy that yep. yeah he was he was going to have a bigger role yeah. if a sequel were to ever come around. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Oh, well. it, and so he just lies friends. awake at night, kicking himself, thinking, "God, <laughs> I wish there was a sequel." <laughs> he looks over to the Jonah Hex two poster that just has like a blank space on it where his face is going to go. Like, <laughs> Damn it, Shannon. Uh, Hex goes and talks to a man that he killed in the, in the war. And uh, it's a little awkward because, you know, he was killed ages ago and he can live for ages. So he can just stick around yeah. for a while. Anyway, you, come along and help me kill your dad. Mm, no. <laughs> but I'll help you out. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, then. Oh, look, it's Lance Riddick. Yeah, Lance Riddick's here. And, yeah. Uh, He's going to be the Q of this story. He's doing a very similar thing to his role in John Wick. It's not he as is, good in this. Fairly. Well, he's doing uh, Peter Serafinowicz's role from John, from John Wick oh, 2. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes, he's sorry. our Q. <laughs> he's made Hex some Van Helsing-style pistols that he can use. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see David Wenham anywhere. I hope he looks as cool as Hugh Jackman did in, in that movie. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, the bad guys have got their own cool gun because he's invented a nation killer. <gasps> a three-barreled cannon on a boat. My God, it'll be unstoppable. It'll kill a nation, a village at a time. (laughs) A very small nation. Uh, The Vatican. It'll kill the Vatican. (laughs) (laughs) If they all get around. (laughs) Only he could get to it by sea. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to have to improve the range or make this thing small enough to go up a river. Or if we can somehow push all the countries together. Yeah, (laughs) that seems right. Uh, Hex shoots some explosive bolts. It's very good. Fassbender goes after Hex with a very cavalier attitude to dynamite, which you can appreciate. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Hex wanders off and ends up getting shot in a dream? Mm-hmm. It all got a bit, got a bit weird. <laughs> it got I, a bit weird. I was just, I was wondering at this point what act we were in in the movie. <laughs> what um, actually happening. But yeah, what the movie was trying to do. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, no. well, I don't know. Malky destroys a town with his three cannons, Malky. which uh, brutally turns the town into a PS2 game. Oh, no! <laughs> humanity! Uh, yeah, meanwhile, Fassbender, which my autocorrect came out, F-A-S-S-B-R-N-D-E-R, Fassbender. <laughs> Fassbender. <America> Fassbender. <laughs> it's like his license plate, but it doesn't make it shorter. It just replaces one of the letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets Megan Fox whilst um, Hex recovers from his dream. Oh no, they but... had so much in common and uh, <laughs> care about each other. They do a lot. So yeah, Hex gets better and then rides off into metal. Dental. <laughs> um, he kills Wes Bentley. Oh shit. Oh no. I don't even remember who he is. Someone kills Wes Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> it was John Malkovich himself. Uh, yeah, it was John Malkovich. Oh yeah. on set. shit. After after Wes Bentley <laughs> took not the, the last sandwich but the first one. <laughs> That's my sandwich. <laughs> yes, meanwhile, Hex does kill Fassbender after a ruckus. Aww. And then Malky has Megan Fox, so he surrenders immediately. Yeah. Uh, shall, I, shall, we, shall we kill him? Uh, that's not really what I'd do. Give him a chance to, to come back and beat me later on. Why? Eh. No one in this film could, could legitimately say killing people isn't really what I do. <laughs> yeah. Killing main characters isn't what I, what I no, do. That's true. Yeah. 
Oh, but oh no, Riddick. Lance Riddick is at the uh, is at the celebration that Malkovich wants to blow up as a demonstration mm. of his powers. So yeah. um, now we got stakes. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Didn't care about any of these human beings before. <laughs> yeah. But now we met that guy. He had lines earlier, and he uh, makes a good gun. And he's got children. Oh, my God. God. You know what, though? Make matters worse. Dogs in the blast radius. So um... <gasps> You're right. Okay. Now, now there's stakes. We know um, everything about that dog. Likes pats. Now it's getting serious. Yeah. He's a good boy. Oh, here's a good joke, though, to take your mind off it, though. It turns <laughs> out that... Um, Megan Fox got uh, molested as she was uh, captured. Hooray! You still got that derringer in your bustle? No, I took it. What about that knife in your garter? Took it. What about that? Took it all, Jonah. Well, searched you for darn good, didn't they? Wouldn't you? Aw, fantastic. Yay. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a cute moment. <laughs> she takes off her cuffs and uh, reveals herself to be a character from the comics of some kind. And... Uh, uh, to be a one character. Gu- one guy five <laughs> rows behind you just gasped. No way! <laughs> she's Delilah Fairbanks. Oh, know. she's a woman. I hate them. <laughs> Comic book fan. Uh, so they fight their way to the deck and, uh, yeah, they win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it. Cool. You f- yeah, great. Um, yeah. He fights him here and in a dream. Well done, Jonah Hex. Yeah, what a wonderful payoff. What's <laughs> happening? Anyone? I feel so satisfied. Yeah. Have some uh, have some money and a pardon, and uh, I want you to be sheriff of America. That's stupid. I'm not doing that. Oh, what a guy. America needs a sheriff. I don't think countries have sheriffs. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, they go off together, and he visits the grave of his wife and child. Oh, no, that guy you killed. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm uh, really sorry. <laughs> sorry about My that. My bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you drew on me. Um, so, yeah, he... Yeah, and, and the dog is also still about, which is great. Yeah. Directed by Jimmy Hayward, blazes across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Executive producer Matt LeBlanc. Really? Wait, That's what? what? It said. That's what it said. I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe any of you. I, I immediately stopped watching. Oh, right. So <laughs> I didn't see any credits. I like the fact yeah. you left bef- like after the first credit. Like, oh, well, that's that done. I'm a busy yeah. woman. <laughs> I've got to so fume busy. about that for 45 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I had limited time <laughs> <laughs> to go and sit and be like, what even happened? Yes, that Matt LeBlanc produced this. Fantastic. Oh, brilliant. He was having a good good time around with them. Was he still doing that? What's the, sh- the name of that show he was doing with um, Tamsin Greg and Stephen? Oh, episodes. 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 I was thinking opposites. Like it was... I was right on the syllable front, but yeah. not the actual word or what it meant. <laughs> that might have been around um, this time. Good stuff. Um, hey, here are the three men. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Julia Jones was in this and Breaking Dawn 2 and The Ridiculous Ooh. Six. Good stuff. Uh, Michael Papajohn, excellently named man who we've talked about mm. before, was in superhero movie Transformers 2, Land of the Lost Spawn wow. in this. So well up there. And of course, we have Michael Fassbender, who was in Assassin's Creed Song to Song, The Snowman in this, oh, so as a foreman. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, no. Feels a shit, mate. And, and it feels a bit, it feels a bit mean-spirited now, because we do have Megan Fox. Yeah. Uh, because she was in uh, Jennifer's Body and Transformers. Mm. Uh, I don't feel great about no. it, considering how the internet has treated Megan Fox and how Michael Bay has treated Megan yeah. Fox. 
And considering that Jennifer's body was kind of a defense of, I would suggest a reprieve. Well, we, 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 I'm pretty sure we've allowed, we allowed Nick Cage a reprieve. We've allowed Nick Cage all sorts we've, of we've things. We've given Nick Cage so fucking much, guys. <laughs> and he keeps I think we owe it to Megan it. Fox. Mailed him a certificate to straight similar. to his house that said, you have we been did. reprieved. And he tried to hang himself with it. He, try- <laughs> he tried to get um, off of so many crimes with it. And he succeeded because he's a lovely man. And I feel that we now yeah. also owe the same to Megan I Fox. I, I think so. I think so. Good I have no so say in this podcast, but yeah. I agree. <laughs> no, you have all the say. You have a controlling interest. I'm as intimidated by you as I am by Paul. Oh, perfect. So- you know, Great. as I am by everyone. Yeah. So, Do you know what yeah, is? It is all terrifying. It's, since um, I shaved off my hair, I've been scaring old ladies everywhere. Oh, yeah? Aww. Oh, great. That's the trick. I think it's Thanks. fucking killer. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, a- it's actually because, listeners, you don't know I've been cutting this out, but she's just just constant yeah. insults <laughs> and, 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 and microaggressions. Very I did ask Goodman not to speak to me, but unfortunately, during the course of the podcast, he has had to speak in my direction. Yeah, he's technically uh, yeah, speaking just, to I... me in every instance, and you're technically overhearing. Yeah. It's the way that we've phrased this conversation. That's it. Like we've, again, we've cut it out, but I just, I just I can't remember to say, Paul, can you tell Bex <laughs> at the beginning of every single sentence? It's hard. It's hard when it's I'm right. scared. It will of you. seem different after the reshoots. I'm sorry, additional shoots. Yeah, additional shoots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, <Christ. laughs> to make this to enhance this podcast. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I did when I started this movie. Uh-huh. 80, 81 minutes and I thought, oh, this will be a breeze. Mm. Uh, I'll watch it a bit later so I can fill my Friday evening with more things. So you can fill your boots. And for 20 minutes or so, I was like, haha, this is weird and silly. And um and then after a while, I just Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure what the film was doing and <laughs> like it, it it didn't didn't feel like there was that much of a structure. Mm. Yes, and and I was and I was confused, and then I was bored, <laughs> and then I was confused <laughs> again. Yeah, and 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 then when I when the film fin- finished, I wasn't annoyed because again it was eighty one minutes. Having but said that, I did turn it off immediately. If I hadn't known mm. that it was eighty one minutes, and you'd asked me afterwards how long that film was, I would have said <laughs> longer than eighty one minutes. <laughs> yes, because somehow, although it didn't have very much plot in it or yeah. very much that happened. Some bits did feel kind of interminable. Yeah. <laughs> How was it for you this time, Bex? How was it revisiting? It was. About the Goodman pause. <laughs> it was. It sure was. It um, was. Mm-hmm. And always will be. I mean, there were definitely bits that I had a laugh at or that I enjoyed, but overall I was mostly confused. Mm. <laughs> Um, and confused as to why I don't remember feeling that confused from the first time I watched it. Mm. Um, I mean, especially some bits. This weird recurring thing where he's fighting John Malkovich in yeah. a death desert, but in it's not really explained or like referenced or kind of... And it's it's not even like visually distinct, particularly from the rest of the film, except yeah. for slightly more orange lighting. Yeah. You know, I was just sitting there being like, have I missed a chunk of... Did I pass out? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's moving so quickly. It doesn't have time to really establish anything, so... So, yeah. I I, I would say that my overall emotion was confusion. Mm. Um, <laughs> with a bit of bafflement thrown in for good measure. Always good. Always yeah. good for measure. I think if, if it was clearer that they were going... Say they were going for something abstract with that scene. With, with the, you know, with the different filter. Yeah. Then you could probably go... Okay, like it could be a, a sort of 
metaphorical representation of their ongoing battle. But it could not mm. be, and I don't care. Let's just let's just sit back and watch it. But because yeah. you're not sure, you're just you're just going what what I what yeah. personally would have thought that that would be a great time to have some cool weird comic style animation as a background yeah, yes. with them in the mm. foreground, just to really kind of the rotoscoping that they did. Early. You know, yeah, just to kind of really highlight that this, you know, it's real adjacent, but <laughs> it's not the same real as we've been experiencing in the rest of the yeah. film. Yeah, but no, they were just like, oh, we found some mud. Have a wrestle. <laughs> found guys. this cool location. We need to <laughs> need to shoot something there. <laughs> yeah, I think for me. There was some very interesting stuff in there, mm. and it was def- it was interesting to see a sort of convergence of the Western style and superhero styles yeah. in terms of its aesthetic. And there was stuff in there that felt like old, pulpy Western comic books, like you could imagine yeah. them as various you know frames, like the Ghoul Fight or mm. the Gatling guns. You know, these are very odd concepts for a Western. But yes, it, it did. It, it moved along at a hell of a pace. It didn't really stop to take too much time of characterization, which is a no. shame because I do think Josh Brolin's doing a pretty good job in yeah. this role, and I would like to see more of him. He is being basically just a Clint Eastwood type, but yeah. he's still. And Neville Dean Taylor have written some fairly entertaining dialogue for him, which we'll mm. come to later. But yes, it's it is strange. Um, it's a strange little film, and it's underdeveloped and feels like it could have done. With a couple more drafts, because the central premise isn't quite compelling enough. No, when he gets... The thing is, when he gets handed the sheriff badge at the end, my brain mm. flipped through its mental Rolodex for moments where this had come up, or like any, anything that he had said or done, or any interaction he'd had that mm. would pertain to this beyond... like. The, the the giving sorry other than giving the badge to that oaf at the beginning and then I went oh there were no character scenes there are just there were no character yeah. moments in the whole movie the dog was mm. the best characterized yeah. character because he, he, he liked Pats and was a good boy and that's more than we knew about anyone else other than we didn't know how Josh Brolin felt about Pats <laughs> <laughs> well exactly it's first thing I asked how, how do you feel about under the chin scritches. Are we at that stage of friendship? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask Megan Fox. <laughs> and, 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 and I never tell anyone that. <laughs> but basically, right, you've got the 81 minutes of, of this movie and what's missing is is the character scenes. It's it's almost like they filmed mm. them all and then somebody went, well, this can just lift straight out. Brilliant. And uh, we've got ourselves a lovely feature length. <laughs> feature length can be <laughs> yeah. over 81 minutes as well. Yeah. What, as they say? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems like a lie. It's pretentious. <laughs> Kids these days don't have any attention span. Can we make this <laughs> film in a single vine? <laughs> yeah, it does. They could. It does feel like because based on the interview with the director, he does have some fairly. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like his heart was really in it, and I didn't quite get where it was mm. for him because he kept saying things, but then undermining it as if he didn't have faith in the commercial ability of his own vision. Like, he would say, oh, mm. I wanted to make a movie that was like the old westerns, but then he would go on to talk about how you can't really do that these days. And it's like, well, why not? Those movies are yeah. still really popular. You know, Sergio Leone yeah. movies still yeah. pack out, like, you know, things when they get uh, re-screened. Re- and there's mm. all sorts of really slow-paced western-style stuff that does really well commercially. You know, even in 2011, where, you know, just recently they'd had the True Grip remake, which I think has a bit of a more deliberate mm. pace and shows that there was still an appetite for westerns. So... Mm. I don't know. It's like we, we we need this to be a superhero movie, and superhero movies were not in a good place in 2010 no. or so. This is a roundabout Green True. Lantern um, yeah. amidst other things. So, 
yeah, it just kind of feels like it's in that cycle, that slightly unfortunate naughty cycle of superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I think I definitely watched it mm. initially, although well, there, well, there would have been two reasons that I would have watched this mm. when it first came out. One of them was that <laughs> um, as a burgeoning baby gay, anything with Megan Fox in it was oh yeah, mm. definitely a go-to. Although I've since done some <laughs> inner growth and introspection and and have a wildly different type. Um, but, but that's that's for the podcast after dark. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and two, because I was going through a real like Western kick. Um, oh, lovely. So mm, okay. my parents had been going through their DVD collection and had pulled out Two box sets, and one was a Bogart box set, and one was a Clint oh, Eastwood box set. And no. I sat down and just consumed them all, <laughs> and was like, "Wait, I love Humphrey Bogart and also cowboy movies." And so I was really going through that phase. And so when I saw that it was like a Is there any chance it was this one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is yes. a very good set. There's yes, some really really one. good films in this one <laughs> because it was that kind of you know it was a western, but kind of modernized with some like mm. fun supernatural elements i was like heck yeah and yeah. it could have been great but it wasn't it was this <laughs> which is a shame yeah because again i also think josh brolin is a great lead for this kind of thing yes he is well. he absolutely is demonstrably is and yeah i'd love to see him take more it's... leads and sort of action style stuff keep it going for one second i just need to check one thing okay is josh brolin in he's not in true grit is he the remake seen true grit yeah I I I thought Truger was pretty good. Let me let me just double double check that. Uh, Do a quick googly. Yeah. Just I l- mostly just associate him with um playing young Agent K from Men in Black. Three. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. Just had to check. Was this the Bogart one? <laughs> it might be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. If it's not, Paul can go and get his other Bogart collection. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, I, I think that that summer had a huge impact on what I realized that I liked in in film. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's yeah, really good stuff. You also have the Megan Fox collection. Yeah, and the Megan Fox collection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Collection, the collection. Her in the exact same pose. Yeah, it's gonna, it's just gonna, just gonna say that. Um, yeah. yeah, Josh Brolin was also in True mm. Grit. My. <laughs> Of course he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. Um, Tom Cheney. Oh, Cheney. Tom mm. Cheney. There we go. Yeah, just pull that off the top thing. of my head. You'll help me. You'll help me hunt down Tom Cheney. God, I love that movie. The thing is, Josh Brolin yeah. is amazing. I, I didn't. I. I, yes. I can't think of anything I've seen him in where I haven't liked him. I'm sure he's great in Old Boy. No, but, uh, I won't I, be finding that out. <laughs> I, no, no, same. Have have no need or desire. Going to the 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 mixed messages of the of Jimmy Haywood yes. as well. Something you said earlier, in that he he wanted to make this for the fans, mm. but he also didn't seem to have anything but disdain for fans and and <sighs> and what and what people actually liked about movies. So well, he just felt that it, I guess comic book fans were not. That's the thing. If you're adapting something, I really f- strongly believe that what you need to do is look at what the in- initial selling point of the thing was. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hex was a success, mm. a cult success for a small fan base. Why? Because basically what he was saying was, Jonah mm. Hex is not Batman or Superman, so you wouldn't be able to do a straight adaptation because the core audience is not enough, mm. you know, to sell a movie like this. Mm. But, okay, fine, but the initial audience must have been drawn to something. 
So what was it? And does that translate mm. to the big screen? And it seems to me you've got a bit of a cycle of influences there because Jonah Hex, the DC Comics character, was probably influenced by movies. So, yeah. you know, you've got a one step removal mm. there. But, you know, just was it a time and place thing? Would it be impossible to launch Jonah Hex now? There is apparently some interest. I think he's appearing in one of these DC um, television show things that exist. Yeah. Okay. Playing on different roles. <laughs> that they, they have, have now. They have now. There's a lot of DC television shows that are about that I'm only aware of because of my yeah. boss, because his kids like them. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you know about them against uh. your will is what you're telling me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> there was some article. I wonder if I can find it. It was basically... Oh, yeah. Why Jonah Hex coming to the Legends of Tomorrow is a big deal. That's from 2016. I'm going to guess it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> I don't know, it rocked my world, clearly. <laughs> We're living in post-Jonah Hex in the Worlds of Tomorrow world it's now. The butterfly that flaps its wings that caused you to suggest oh us my God, watching that, this on that this That did podcast. happen in 2016, the worst year ever, so maybe there's a revelation there. We, <laughs> it's true, yeah. still calling it that? <laughs> oh, maybe second worst. <laughs> wow. Still. Are you sure? <laughs> top, top, top five, come on. <laughs> Uh, of this century, I should point out. Yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a long list of quick fires. So we should. Yes, well, probably, we should get to that. Probably get into them. Yeah, let's yeah. get into quick firing. Quick fire. The first thing I have written down was the sheer, unadulterated, and psychopathic joy on Michael Fassbender's with a oh tattooed face oh, yeah. in his first scene as he was <laughs> yeah. holding Jonah Hex to that cross. He yeah. was acting 98 times more than anyone else in that yeah. scene, mm. and he was just having a grand old time, and it made me laugh. I enjoyed <laughs> I it. Will, I will step in here and have all of my Fassbender things, because yes, I liked him a lot. Same. I love his smile. Mm -hmm. I like it whenever he had to emerge grinning like a, like a loon <laughs> from Fucking, any particular... What a cheeky chappy he was. <laughs> I think when he's going after Megan Fox, and he's just hidden in like a cupboard or something, he comes out with this giant smile yeah. on his face. And he looks very good with his gun yep. when, he have to, when he has to sort of do gun business. And yeah, he has one line of dialogue I quite enjoyed when um, the boss mm. uh, speaks to him and says... Um, Do you know who Eli Whitney was? I'm a very undereducated man, Mr. Turnbull. Are we talking about Whitney Sr. or Jr.? My favourite line of his was mm. an incredibly camp, oh, for yeah. some reason, line where he just goes... Jesus Christ, look at the stadium. <laughs> and just yeah, like, great. after he's like shot Hex... Just yeah. standing over him, just kind of like leaning around. Jesus Christ! Mm. And I was like, "Sorry, <laughs> That's I, the yeah. campest thing I've ever heard." I, I loved everything Michael Fassbender was doing in this. Yeah, he's got the the yeah. He's got that big mad grin on his fucking face. He's like wiry, yeah. thin, and looks really dangerous. Yeah. After shooting Jonah Hex, and then he disappears. He does his Jonah bloody Hex. I know that half-cooked pie hole anywhere. Thing and yeah, and, and, yeah. And when he when he turns up in um, Megan Fox's room, he closes mm -hmm. the door with a little spin, and he turns he t spins oh, yeah. back around. Mm -hmm. He's got a fucking grin again, just yeah. having fun, like he's he's saying, and <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, yeah. just he really tapped into something. <laughs> yeah, he he got they it included, right. They included him on the um on the poster. The Fassbender's there, so mm. they clearly knew yeah. what they had. Fuck yeah, yeah. Which really bummed me out then that his death was so. Yeah. It felt so like there was like he got held up to a giant fan. There was no noise, and then he was dead on the floor. Yeah, well, with you can't blood show underneath him. You can't show Very any gore. Very unimpactful. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think I heard a little like 
of the fan taking his head away. I think I just found all of the deaths in this were very like Foley wise disappointing. <laughs> yeah, well, Foley wise, editing wise, they had to get in there and fuck up some fruit, and they didn't. Do yeah, it. eight rooms away, someone gently hit a watermelon with something and was like, <laughs> with a pair of wet lips. <laughs> Dave, can you come over here to record that? No, no. <laughs> I'm kissing no. this watermelon. <laughs> What, what's that Foley for? Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one more Michael Fassbender moment. I, that I really enjoyed um, the moment during the when they were um, holding up the train or, or mm. riding to take over the train. And there was the chaotic shouts of soldiers and the train yeah. kind of like, you know, speeding along and the music really built up. And then it just cut to absolute silence. Michael yes. Fassbender just wiring up some explosives, having a nice <laughs> little whistling. whistle in yeah. the yeah. middle of the track. Not a care yeah. in the world. I quite enjoyed yeah. that. Love that. I really like that too. Uh, all right. Well, that girl was basically our Fassbender girl. So let's go back to the top yeah. of the order uh, with, um, yeah, Bex, what's your next one? When he was in the bar and he took a mouthful of drink and it came out of his face hole. Oh, yeah. Um, It got a little <laughs> giggle from me, mostly because I shouted he's got a drinking problem at the screen. Oh, fuck yeah. So I made myself laugh, but I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I heard that. Weirdly. you got you got to do that. you got to do that. In, <laughs> yeah. in the edit. <laughs> um, I'll have the quite a few of, there were quite a few nice looking shots there was some really good landscape photography and showing off the mm. sort of landscapes they were in the opening shots I felt the need to write down were very good Hex I don't understand the sequence but Hex rising up from the clay did look pretty cool when he's sort of pulling himself out of this mm-hmm. red clay mm. um, and then there's a long tracking shot of a guy walking down and through a train that I thought was quite cool oh yeah so yeah, those are the aesthetic moments I enjoyed. That guy actually made made me think of Zorro. Not like Ooh. like there's there's no like there's not someone wearing exactly the same, but then but there's the, like the imperial influence in Zorro. Oh and, yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah, that bad um, dude. Yeah, it's bad, playing bad dude. Mm. Um, when Jonah gets branded and it goes all rotoscopy, I, did, I, I liked that transition. Mm. The then like the following oh, voiceover yeah. was annoying and frustrating and not helpful because mm-hmm. i don't listen I, do I don't it... listen when they come in so <laughs> i do find I'm, it uh... genuinely amusing that jonah hex did that horrible face stuff to himself to get rid of what was a fairly yeah. controlled and localized uh couple of letters in his cheek he somehow managed to fuck it up so bad he's got like a weird tendon stretched over his mouth yeah how did you yeah he's got an extra he mouth has hole. how did you do that well you're trying to cut something say you're trying to cut a square <laughs> out of paper oh, just neaten and it up like, oh, that's, that's uneven I'll just yeah, yeah I'll just even it up <laughs> no shit and then, and and then you don't have a hand and you've got a hole in your mouth I um I like to think that what happened was because he, he just put a hatchet yes, in the fire true. didn't he and then used the flat yeah. edge of it and I like to think what he did was put it to his face and immediately just passed out <laughs> on top of it he wakes up <laughs> because the pain was so much <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Do you remember when he when he said to when Michael Fassbender is like, "Oh, how does it feel to have your face burnt?" And he goes, "I'll show you." Yeah. And he puts his he puts the yeah, fire on his hand, up. and then he just and then he just punches him. Yeah, I like, thought he was gonna well, like he just yeah, I gonna like yeah. fiery open hand. Yeah, I thought he was gonna just just hold it to his face well, and just burn his face. That's off, my but, next oh. thing is cool concept, bad delivery, and it's yeah, setting fire to okay. the hand and then punching someone with it isn't quite there. And then the dual Gatling guns as well, I could see as a fun concept. Yes. Mm-hmm. But didn't quite get me get me home and how it delivered. <sighs> yeah. In the shootout in the in that small town at the beginning, there's a good roll down the roof stunt. 
Oh, love that. Oh, we love a good roll down a roof. Oh, yeah, that's classic the old RDR. Yeah. Love it. Um, <laughs> it. It cuts. It's a new shot to show him rolling off the roof into a trough, I think. But oh, yeah. There's still some good stuff in those two shots. Mm. I really enjoyed um, when he was burning down the ghoul fight. And burning down the ghoul fight. <laughs> took the time to free a dog. Um, yeah. <laughs> he just, he kind of comes out. He's like, pick on someone your own size or whatever it is he says. Yeah. <laughs> smacks those guys in the face and then just looks at the dog, kind of gives him a grunt. And then we just get a really long shot of how happy the dog is before yeah. then immediately in the next yeah. shot mauls a man to death. <laughs> yeah. And I just That's really right, enjoyed yeah. that. Because it cuts to for us to be able to see the full trajectory of the dog leaping. Yeah. <laughs> like a wide shot it's, specifically yeah. for the dog to Mwah. eat a man's face. Oh, it's everything to me. I love that. That's amazing. Malkovich with long hair reminded me of the man in the Iron Mask, and I really appreciated that. Ah. Yeah, he, he did give me Dragon Ball vibes. Ah, okay. <laughs> think. Made me think of John Cusack in uh, Dragon Blade. Did he play D'Artagnan? It was John Malkovich. He played John Malkovich, yeah. <laughs> so, being John Malkovich starring D'Artagnan as uh, John Cusack. <laughs> The train explosion looked good, I thought. Yes, I think so. That was a that looked like a practical effect. Yeah. Played Athos. Oh, there we go. Gabriel We're Byrne was Daniel. Damn it. David <sighs> Byrne, did you say? Yeah, David Byrne played Daniel. <laughs> Burning down the man in the Iron Mask. The three musketeers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. The, the train explosion looked like a practical effect, and it was it was good. There you go. Some hot take. Ooh. Um, okay, Bex. Um, I'm a simple woman and I really enjoyed um the number of times he had to wake Jeb up before he could get him to not try and punch him in the face. Oh yeah, that's um, so just the like hands on, immediately hands off when he tried to fight him. So this poor guy is presumably <laughs> yeah. just lying there and having to <laughs> suddenly just slump back every single time. <laughs> Got a yeah. laugh out of me. That was good. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with all of my dialogue moments and um, okay. a couple of them are Josh, most of them are Josh Brolin's and one of them is, mm. um, yeah, when the army breaks in whilst he's in there with Megan Fox and he just mm. says, Christ, woman, how many men you see in a day? I enjoy his delivery on that. He said, he, they're talking about how many times he's been shot and he's, mm. uh, Megan Fox says something like, um, Look how many times you've been shot. It's just one more, it's going to do it. Mm. It seems like I've been luckier in most in that respect. (laughs) (laughs) And a a somewhat meaningful line when he's um, talking to his dead friend and they're talking about how the dead friend, you know, drew on him because he was commanded to and that they both, you know, kind of... That he went along with burning down the hospital where where Jonah Hex didn't. He was our commanding officer. He was my father. I didn't have a choice. Neither did I. I like that. I like the idea that, you know, his morals meant that this wasn't a choice for him. He had to stand up for it. Mm. Um, and finally, my last Josh Brolin line that I enjoyed <laughs> was when somebody mentions his face again, so he shoots him. Mm. He just says something. He just says, "I think." Um, Having your face. That all that was that answers for him. <laughs> yes, I did like that. My favorite of his lines that I've got written down is um, at the end when he's you know, preparing to presumably ride off to his death. And he, you know, yeah. gives a boy charge of his horse or whatever. And he says goodbye to the horse. And then he just turns to the dog, stares at it for a really long time, says, you, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> yeah. And then just walks off. You, you, I don't know 
old Sadie. Aww. That was amazing, yeah. I had that, actually, but I deleted it because I couldn't remember what it was in relation to. But yes, he says it to the dog. I don't know. (laughs) To the dog. (laughs) I don't know what to say to you. It's such an amazing thing to say to a dog. (laughs) Maybe I should just kiss you. Maybe I should just take you out for a nice dinner. Let's run away from all this. (laughs) Me Me and you in a cabin in the woods. Wait from all this. Um, You don't hear from me, you move on. (laughs) Smoking gunfighter. Just take me for dead. I beg you, please. I love you too much, dog. <laughs> Gotta move on. I think we've just written a better movie, you guys. Fuck, I'd love, I'd love to see that intense character study of one man and his dog. And the dog always just looks blankly back at him with like a dumb dog look on his face. I don't know how to quit you. <laughs> so, you're so fucking beautiful. Um... I okay uh, favorite Josh Brolin lines or moments that I think when yeah the army uh, holding him at gunpoint to get him to help them and he has the line get lost or get dead which I thought was good um, yeah <laughs> when he he learns that Lila Megan Fox's name was Tallulah he, the way he sort of molds it over by saying the name repeatedly yeah. I really liked yeah. the Tallulah Tallulah there was no like yeah oh, it was just. <laughs> Mm. That was apparently like fan service, so maybe they were just trying to make sure that the people texting on their phones didn't miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Look, <laughs> necessity and invention and all that shit. Yeah, all of that. The times when he shoots people for talking about his face. The first time when mm. the guy's like, hey, everyone in the room, watch this. I'm going to go over and ask him about his face. And then he gets shot. He, yeah. he like cannon cannons back through the wall into yeah. another into another room. And <laughs> yeah. that looks great. I, yeah. I, I do yeah. love seeing an exaggerated bullet impact yeah. like that always makes me laugh yeah it's good fun um yeah and and then eventually it's it's silent the piano playing stops and then after about five seconds it it, it picks, picks up again right back up again that's yeah. fun it's a classic that was good that's um, always fun i always when the I piano always, guy starts up again always like that and then the other the the other time, I think it's probably when he says he's out of wise ass remarks. The guy asking him goes, "What happened to your fair?" Like, and it, like the fair <laughs> is elongated as he's shot, and it kind of echoes away. Stupid, it's great. Mm-hmm. That is good. Uh, Bex, do you have any more? Um, I really enjoyed the savagery with which Megan Fox stabbed a man to death with, mm. I think, a hairpin or a small knife. Yeah. She did then immediately ruin it with some really underwhelming dialogue. Um, (laughs) but it was, you know, because he had, he had her gun, um, Mm. and there was a, you know, a fairly long struggle for it, but then she really just went for it. She just shanked him. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." And then she said like, (laughs) single shot pistol. And I was like, oh. Yeah. But that, yeah. Yeah. Cause that then made me go, how did he not realize that his one shot pistol had already fired? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You deserve it, mate. (laughs) <laughs> you're an idiot mate good stab though I love good stab. stab and I like how oh, yeah. generally was a good competent she was made to be she didn't have much agency yeah. in the thing but you know and she mm. does she resolve her own fight I don't think she does does she Jonah Hex comes up and kills mm. the guy for her at the very end but she does drop down the axe uh. and ends up saving Jonah Hex's yes. life so mm. also um, just briefly another mm. Megan Fox thing I loved uh-huh. how fucking done she looked when Jonah was saying use your feminine wiles and she just looked at him like i'm gonna kill you yeah. I'm gonna eat your skin i'm sick of you i liked i liked megan fox in general in this i thought yeah. she, she was quite charming and everything she did was quite understated and yeah it uh just 
sometimes people have a natural magnetism and i think she displayed that in this yeah and uh, it was nice to to not see her being filmed by michael bay yes that's always appreciated yes. she's got a yeah. face <laughs> shock, shock, News, shocking news to, to find out <laughs> yeah wow got a few more when fox and brolin as i've put them fox and brolin are escaping the train um fox ropes her chain around a guy's neck but it kind of awkwardly drags down over his face oh, right. first which i quite liked it, it said that it kind of got across how awkward uh and, and rough it was ah. um and you know it could have been an accidental thing and if it was then it was it was good that it was left in or they didn't sh- Take another take. I like Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick is always great. Oh, he's brilliant. I was really pleased to see him. And mm. Seth Gable was the president's right hand man, which means that we've got two members of Fringe in there. One of my favourite TV shows. <gasps> <laughs> Who was Seth Gable in Fringe? Uh, he was Lincoln. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. And was. very, very weirdly, because I'm still making my way through your OGT back catalogue. Yeah. Yesterday, I was listening to, I think it's in... Was it in the New Year's Eve episode? You just started talking about Fringe. And I was like, oh, weird. I'm going to bring that up tomorrow. (laughs) Mission accomplished. God, so few people have seen Fringe. It was so good. Classic. Not sure about the final season at times. (gasps) I'll watch anything where an FBI woman wears no makeup and wears a sensible bra. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I I, I appreciate that. So the the burning face of the the dead the dead guy that oh, he yeah. speaks to first in the cage looked good, and it had a really great detail of like the cheek was kind of burning and melting, and his eye was watering because of it. Oh yeah, it was a really mm. gross detail ah. that just got it got the palpable like the the meatiness of it mm. across. So good good work there. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, and then finally the dog looked like he was having. The most fun running alongside an horse at the oh, end of the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> he was he was with his new friends. He's living I mean, his best he life. He disappeared and reappeared between shots quite frequently. But <laughs> Magic dog. <laughs> he was having a great time when he was there. Oh. <laughs> um, I have one more, okay. which is um, John Malkovich's half smile when he first sees Jonah again. It's just the most wonderfully unhinged thing because it wasn't oh. like um. It wasn't like a big mad one like Michael Fassbender's. It was just mm. this kind of like almost afterthought to his face of this really long pause. And then he went mm. like, kill him <laughs> in that lovely John Malkovich way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just like that. It was great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish that he'd have been quieter in the movie because he's always way more intimidating yeah, or, or cool. And his opening scene, he's pretty quiet. And I, was, and I was thinking, oh, this is a good vibe to be going with. But when he starts <laughs> his shouting, it's a little... Yeah, mm. it's 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 not stay in your lane, John Malkovich. If I've, <laughs> if I've learned any, if I've learned anything from society, you want Cyrus the virus. <laughs> you want that that model of Malkovich behavior. <laughs> oh Christ! Down, down, down. Speaking of which, um, has any have we heard from the OG team at all? Oh Christ! Let me just check with the OG team. Oh shit! Yeah, let's do it. Check in with the team. We're checking in with the team. OG team. Checking in with uh, the team. Mm, mm, uh, mm, uh. <laughs> who's the team who's got the good OG fit? team. OG team. Who's the team who's that the owes the team us money? who loves Neil Breen? Oh, yours is better. That was two very different messages there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> owes us money is interesting. That's what we like to do. Fucking freeloaders. <laughs> Goodman's coming to your front door. You owe us money. He's sick of your shit. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. Who's the team that's going to leave? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the team that's then going to come back with the tail between the legs? 
because they love us. <laughs> and they find out there's no other podcast left. That's right. We killed them all. <laughs> technicality. Technicality. We've we've got one less follower on Twitter <laughs> than when I checked <laughs> yesterday. Get up. Get up date, man. Perfect. perfect. That was, sorry, that was me. I thought <laughs> once I've done the podcast, then I've fulfilled all obligation. Mm. I yeah, can just leave. It's too awkward and late for us to cancel now, so <laughs> I'm not even going to wait till the recording's over. <laughs> I, I, I think the 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 problem is we've got so we've got so many followers, and just every month or so, like a few people go. I don't know why I follow those idiots. And uh, about to happen. Yeah. Is there anything from any of this team? No, nothing from the OG team. Nothing from the OG team, but that's okay. Because they're all great. Who's satisfied with everything we've said? OG team. <laughs> <laughs> Felt no need to add to the conversation. It's them again. It's OG team, because they know we got this, as usual. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, OG team. We'll see you next time. And let's yeah. talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. I took a long time to think about it, actually. Yeah. Because I started off thinking, right, okay, what other, what other like supernatural westerns are there? And I could only think of Cowboys versus Aliens, mm-hmm. nice. Priest. <laughs> God, very nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I just sat down and I thought about it, and I thought about how Dangerous. it's. I know using those. Especially as a lady. Imagine mm. using your thinking parts. <gasps> oh. How how um, can you? How can you keep doing it? You're, I know. I you're had to, pickle well, your you know, ovaries. <laughs> yeah, my ovaries exploded, so I'm oh, useless well. to society now. But, um, you know, <laughs> they did tell me of the dangers. Um, <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> I sat down and thought about it. And um, what I thought was uh, Western with themes of vengeance and oh. the cost of pursuing it. And I came up with Tombstone. Tombstone. Uh, yeah. Legendary Tombstone. Um, nice. Which I really enjoy. Yeah. And always. And I think has an interesting thing about um, the responsibility of vengeance and yeah. how guilt can, of the guilt of killing someone even in vengeance can stay with you. And mm. so it seemed apt. Yeah, nice. and just one of the all-time Val Kilmer performances as well as oh. Doc Hollywood. Just oh. really, really good stuff. <laughs> it's everything to me. It really is. You'll never forget that. <laughs> and I'll also remember it as the movie where Kevin Costner um, got pissed off in the production of it and went off to make his own Wyatt Earp movie that was like four oh, yes. hours long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, worth, um, not worth seeing. I almost panicked and didn't recommend this because... Um, completely unrelatedly, I was in a friend's stream the other day, and without prompting, someone was like, "Oh man, Tombstone's really cringe." And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh no, <laughs> is it?" But yeah, I've decided. You know what, Gen Z, come at me. Yeah. Uh, is is great. Tombstone cringy? You just need the gif of Kurt Russell like, "No," and then pulling no. the shotgun <laughs> up and shooting the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, great sequence. Uh, Goodman, do you have one? Yes. Well then. Okay. Yeah, so. All right, cool. Young man. Who's the team that wants to hear my thoughts? <laughs> uh, still no still known, but yeah, still I'll, known. I'll do it anyway. Um well <laughs> with the the similar sort of with the supernatural vibe, um, not historical, but uh I think the preacher Is this a riddle? The preacher TV show, the adaptation uh, of yes. the graphic novels, uh is really yes. good. I'm yet to see it mm. all, but I was just while whilst whilst Bex was talking about Tombstone, I was thinking to myself Yes, I will continue to watch Preacher now because because uh, I'm recommending. But <laughs> you're welcome. But but it, 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 it was it was really fun. Um, just really good. Um, really good at bringing to life the sort of atmosphere of the um 
the comics, I thought. And uh, yeah, better than uh, Jonah Hex. That's the name of the, fi- the film that we just saw. <laughs> better than, you know, what was it? Um, oh, the film was so long. I've just forgotten what it was uh, You, guest, remind me. <laughs> the titles were so long ago. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm going to go with my with my better thing. A movie from last year called The Harder They Fall, oh. which was oh. a western directed by James Samuel. Yep, also known as The Bullets, the uh, the sort of music guy, what the music, it? the song and dance man. This was the opening film at the uh, BFI London Film Festival, which was also its sort of world premiere, which mm. is fun because I was there. Ugh. How did they let? Why did they let you in? How <laughs> did they not know? My enduring anecdote from that um, that premiere was that I walked past a guy who everyone seemed really enthusiastic about, but I didn't recognize him. And everyone was very excited that this guy was here. Um, and I went in and they invited a bunch of people up on stage, including the producer of the movie. And they introduced him with his actual name, which I didn't recognize. Um, he is a <laughs> lot more famous by his stage name. But nevertheless, I think most people my age probably would have recognized the name Sean Carter. Um, so that's the guy. That's the guy I walked past. I don't know who that uh, is. If that well, helps. it's Jay Z. Um. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, no, I'm, I'm way not cool enough to know that. <laughs> no, am I? It seems because I just walked past the fucking dude on the red carpet <laughs> going into the screening. I also wouldn't have recognized him if it makes you feel better. That is reassuring. <laughs> I would have recognized Mr. Z, but uh, when you said Sean, I thought you were going to say Sean Combs or Coons, Sean Fleur, who's Puff Daddy. <laughs> yeah, or Sean Fleur, yeah. which. The fact that he went to that premiere and blacked up just to, you know, for the aesthetic. And started a successful rap career uh, ahead of doing so. was um, <laughs> In the past, yeah. yeah really admirable. Um, but yes, this film. It's a yeah. Western. It's very violent. It's definitely... It feels unfair to say it's in the style of Quentin Tarantino, seeing as Tarantino cribbed so many notes from black cinema, black exploitation cinema, yeah. and then this is an attempt... They're just taking it back. It, well, it, the problem is it is definitely Tarantino they're doing. They're not doing yeah, 70s, yeah. you know, black exploitation movies. They are definitely going after Tarantino with this movie. And, you know... Why shouldn't they? Um, But the stylistic stuff is a bit on the nose. Nevertheless, it's a very good film. It has a hell of a cast. It has best person in the world, Mm. Jonathan Majors, uh, Idris Elba, Zazie Beetz, Regina King, Delroy Lindo, Lakeith Stanfeld. Just an absolutely incredible uh, cast. And they are all playing black outlaws and um, law uh, law Mm. enforcement people um, and cowboys. And it's putting them together in a hypothetical situation where they might have met. Um, and it's very violent. It's quite good fun. There's a lot of CGI blood, yeah. which is a bit of a shame. I always hate that. But nevertheless, there's a lot of you know good stuff going on. Snappy dialogue and some interesting characterization. Yeah, it's just got a lot more style and unique stuff to do. Cool. I felt so. Yeah, I'd recommend. The harder they fall. Mm. I think I vaguely remember yeah. seeing a trailer for that. Yeah. You talked about it. <laughs> now I've talked about it outside of the context of me bumping into Jay Z. <laughs> it actually does ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I heartily recommend Lovely. that. The one better thing. Right. Yeah. Paul. Uh, well, actually, uh, Bex, how can people find out more about the things that you're doing and the people you're shooting? <laughs> the people I'm shooting. Well, I mean, let's just say there won't be a one good oh. thing next week. Oh, shit. Um, I can be found. Uh, <laughs> I'm Starling Girl on Twitch and Twitter. That's me personally. If you want to hear me doing more podcasts, you can find us at Roll Plus Heart or at RollPlusHeart.com. Fuck yeah, that was so concise. Beautiful. I know, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. It's because Sean's usually on and he just fucking goes on and on. I yeah. more specific if you like. <laughs> That's um, good. So, what else have I done in my life? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Once when I was five. Is that van I graffiti? You can go check that out. Still there. <laughs> Driving around. I was going to say Stockholm. That's not right. Unless it was. Yeah, you been to Stockholm? Well, Don't limit me. Then you, sh- you should go. Go to Stockholm, everyone. 
And who else should go to Stockholm, Paul? Oh, everybody who's checking us out on Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod, sending or sending us emails at Gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Especially the patrons who who are paying as little as a dollar a month to get exclusive <gasps> access to materials such as our Halloween uncut and boot. Uh, episodes uh, this year we're doing the scream franchise it's been so much fun <laughs> we're in the midst of writing our next pulse pitch yeah um and and we, oh god we record we recorded something last week on a, on a monday morning for me that doesn't make any sense at all and i'm looking forward to that coming out yeah i can confirm <laughs> that the patreon is a good time yeah i'm there i have said so <laughs> under no duress and having not been paid no. to say so <laughs> not at all <laughs> Check it out now. <laughs> please. 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 <laughs> please, God. Please. They won't give it back if if you don't. <laughs> What's it? Find out in the Patreon. It's Megan well, Fox. I care about her so <laughs> oh, much. Oh, no. <laughs> You've got to let it go. Oh, she already escaped weeks ago. We're, we're very bad at this. Thanks to Bex and her life partner, Megan Fox, for... Um... <laughs> for co- coming on slash contributing to the show this week. Couldn't have done it without either of yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming along. Um, yeah, I'm Paul, distinguished pitcher of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> I'm Paul, fuck you. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about Jonah Hex is that Megan Fox is not, nor hopefully shall ever be, a three. But she, she probably will. We'll probably do the other Transformers at some stage. Probably, yeah.